Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today. On the Logistics of Logistics, I talk to experts in logistics and transportation, warehousing, fulfillment, supply chain, and of course, technology. And during these interviews, I'm always the one asking the dumb questions. I ask the dumb questions so you don't have to. Today's topic is moving the mission with my friend Courtney George. Courtney is the manager of transportation and industry relations for Wreaths Across America. Wreaths Across America is a nonprofit, and their primary activity is distributing veterans' wreaths for placement on graves in military cemeteries, over 3,700 locations. It's an awesome mission a huge logistical challenge, which is why Courtney and her team need your help to keep it going. Check out my interview with Courtney George. But before we get to the interview, I want to tell you about my friends over at Tomorrow. Website is tomorrow.io. Tomorrow has developed a weather intelligence and climate security platform that is custom built to help logistics and transportation companies to reduce the impact of weather on their operations. The cost of weather-related accidents, delays, inventory damage, service failures, hours of service problems, they're enormous. But what can we do? We can't change the weather. But we can do a better job of planning around the weather. And that's exactly what they do for you over at Tomorrow.io. They have their own satellites. This is the next generation of weather forecasting. Check them out at Tomorrow.io. I will put a link in the show notes so you can reach out and talk to them. So how's it going, Courtney? It's great. I'm excited to be here today. How are you? Doing great, doing great. So Courtney, please introduce yourself and your company and where you're calling from today. Absolutely. My name is Courtney George. I am a 20-year transportation industry veteran, and I work for a company called Rees Across America. We are a nonprofit organization that places sponsored Rees on headstones for our veterans on National Rees Across America Day. And I am calling here from Atlanta, Georgia, enjoying the heat this summer. <laughs> very nice. Well, we're doing this on July 3rd, so it's very fitting. So I'm sure there's some people listening to the podcast saying, wait, Joe, why are we listening to somebody who's doing some nonprofit thing? But this is very much a transportation story. And we'll get into that in just a minute. But expand a little more on what Wreaths Across America does. Absolutely. Wreaths Across America spends a lot of time, and our, our motto is to remember, honor, and teach. So remember our soldiers, honor those who are, whom are no longer with us, as well as teach the next generation that freedom isn't always free. It is less than a generation away. So we spend you know time while we place Wreaths in December we also have a K through 12 curriculum for a teach program that we send out to schools in hopes that they will use that or adopt that and add that into their program. We also work with so many different organizations from the Gold Star Mothers and Families Convention, ASA, as well as tons of trucking companies that work with us. We spend lots of time trying to make a positive impact in our community, for veterans, as well as, you know, for any driver as well. Yep. When I met you, I met you through Michelle LeBlanc from Drop and Hook Content. I met you at TMSA. And uh, you guys did a little presentation there that I was very impressed with. And from what I gathered, 
and we'll get into this more in a minute, a lot of trucking companies are obviously working with you because this is a massive undertaking, the amount of shipping. And you said this is one of the things that a lot of companies donate their trucks and their drivers to this and that drivers love it. And you and a lot of companies look at this as a it's not it's not the same as healthcare, but it is a great benefit because you're letting your drivers do something that is very meaningful to them. Absolutely. So many companies love to participate. I've had recruiters that have called me and asked about our, you know, our program because they've wanted to hire a driver and a driver said, hey, I'm not willing to come over unless I can participate in Reese Across America because it's something they've done at a previous carrier. Or a lot of companies look at it as a retention tool. So many drivers want to come and participate and do what we do. And I think a lot of it is, is it really strikes a chord when you do it. You know, you don't have to dig very far into someone's past to find a veteran, whether it's their family member, whether it was their favorite uncle Joe, whether it was their father or grandfather, or maybe it was, you know, their neighbor when they were growing up, it was somebody across the street. They knew a veteran. And so to have the opportunity to honor that veteran and remember that veteran is huge for them. Plus the experience they have when they come and pick up their load, I think sets us apart from a lot of other, you know, nonprofits and how things happen when they volunteer their services. Yep. I think if you look at supply chain, I, I don't have all these facts, but I'm pretty sure that it is the number one place veterans go to of all industries. And when you think about logistics and transportation, it was kind of perfected by the military before <laughs> and the military kind of invented modern logistics. Well, even ancient logistics they invented because getting soldiers and weapons and food to the to the same place in the right place at the same time is not a nice to have in their business. It is life and death. We think our business is life and death. Theirs literally is life and death. Absolutely. I remember when I was a director of recruiting and I looked at our population just to look at the stats and would go, you know, about 37% of my staff were veterans. And that is you know, much higher, more significant than I've seen it in other industries, to your point. So for a veteran to be able to, you know, come to Reese Across America and participate, I think is so important. They get to remember their, you know, friends, families that they served with. We have a amazing program that we have. It is a dog tag program. And so what that is, is a, a driver that comes up as part of the first mile program where they get to take a tour of our tip land. So the tips where the balsam is tipped and that's what a wreath is made from. What do you mean tip land? What is that? Tip land is basically our forest. That's the best way I can put it. So we have over 66,000 acres that our vendor has that they harvest the balsam from to make the reeds up in Maine. And so every three years, a tree will be tipped, meaning there's three years of growth that's happened. And at that point... So they're just cutting off the top? They cut off from the side. So most people, when they think of a Christmas tree or a balsam tree, think of that triangle. Ours are tall and skinny, and that's because we are trimming in 
on the balsa. Okay. I yeah, you yeah, you you're making reeds, not Christmas trees, so. Yes. Well, let, let's uh, let's switch gears for just a sec, Courtney. Tell us a little bit about you. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? And then give us, you're going to have to condense your career highlights because I looked at your LinkedIn. You've got a lot of jobs in transportation logistics, but give us those some of those highlights before you joined Breeds Across America. Absolutely. I am from a small town in North Carolina called High Point. It is the furniture capital of the world. That's right. Grew up there, went to high school at North Cross School in Roanoke, Virginia, and then proudly attended the University of Alabama. So I'm a huge football fan. And then from there, hopped into, hopped into transportation and spent most of my career on the driver recruiting and retention side prior to coming to Reese Across America was a director of recruiting and retention, you know, have helped companies do Northeast expansions and ensure that the hiring for those facilities happen and helped a company grow from, you know, only having about 120 locations to being able to say they have over 150 locations. Wow. Wow. I saw you, you look like you had like 10, 15 jobs before you came to wreaths across America, all in transportation and logistics. So when and why did you join? What what was it that you, because looking at your LinkedIn, you had options. Why did you go to wreaths across America? So I had been a volunteer and had been an assistant location coordinator for wreaths across America for seven years. So I tell a lot of people, it's similar to the Bear Bryant story when he when he got called for the Alabama job, I felt like I was getting called home. I had volunteered and helped out. I had helped with the New York City event. So there are three locations and knowing and understanding transportation to be able to help companies that come out and realize which roads you can and can't drive on, how to get out and around you know, the city for it to be safest for your driver. And so when I got a phone call about the position opening, you know, it just started a conversation and I am so lucky and blessed that I was selected to be this, you know, the next manager of transportation and industry relations. Yep. So what year did you join? It's been a while. Like I said, it's been at least seven years. Okay. Yep. I've had the the opportunity to grow, but I've also had the opportunity to work for trucking companies who participated prior to me, you know, even getting involved. And I say that because, you know, having a having a driver go in is really something that's super cool to be able I had a driver who was going into Arlington one year and I had been stuck in Richmond. There had been an ice storm and my opportunity to get home for the holidays was to, I could get up to DC and fly out of, you know, Reagan. And I knew, you know, between Richmond and DC that the roads would have been cleared and had the opportunity many years ago to, you know, ride in with a driver and, get to experience the magic. I tell people, you know, especially going to Arlington National Cemetery, when we do this is like the eighth wonder of the world. It is so great to see people from, you know, all walks of life that are there celebrating our veterans. Yep. Yep. So 
Let's get start back in the beginning. When did Wreaths Across America start? And then what was the original mission versus what it is today? So Wreaths Across America started, I think, about 30 years ago. And it started because our founder, Moral Worcester, of Worcester Wreath Company, had 5,000 extra wreaths left over from wreath season. He, he is up from a wreath-making family. And as a child had won a trip to Washington, D.C. because he had been a newspaper boy. And he thought with those 5,000 extra wreaths, how great would it be for those to go to Arlington National Cemetery? Now, as you can imagine, you can't just show up to Arlington National Cemetery and say, I'm going to lay 5,000 wreaths. You know, that's special, protected, and hallowed grounds. So worked with a lot of people. The first carrier and gentleman who hopped on board was a guy by the name of Jim Prout. And we kind of call him the spirit of giving. Um, we have an award that is named after him at Reese Across America. And so for many years, the family went down and just placed these wreaths with some, you know, maybe a couple friends and would place 5,000 wreaths a year. And, you know, it just kind of grew and struck a chord. I'd say about 2007, there was this iconic picture of Arlington National Cemetery with the wreaths laid and, you know, snow around it where it was absolutely gorgeous. And that is when a lot of people started and wanted to get involved. And, you know, they knew as in work, we have an opportunity and their goal is for every veteran to have a wreath, whether, you know, domestic or abroad. So we, you know, at that point, it, the organization started growing, setting up, and then, you know, taking our growth pattern and projections as far as we can. I think I shared with you when we were talking before, last year we were able to place, you know, at 3,100 locations and about 2.7 million wreaths. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not an easy feat. So when people think that, oh, well, you're just, and I'm like, no, this year we're going to have over 700 loads. We will most likely be in 4,100 locations. And our goal is to lay, you know, 3.2 million wreaths. So, so who's paying for all those wreaths? Are those donated? Is the money donated? And then you guys buy them from your supplier? Yes, absolutely. They are... They are purchased with a $17 donation. You can do, you know, cemetery-specific, grave-specifics. There are all different types of options. So if you wanted to remember, like you heard me say, you don't have to dig very deep into someone's past to find a veteran. Maybe it was your neighbor growing up. You know where they're interned. You're able to, you know, sponsor a wreath and ensure that it's laid for him or her. So... You know, the general public is a huge supporter. Lots of families are supporters. They ensure that their family members have wreaths. And with a $17 donation, that covers, you know, the cost of the wreath. And that is why the cost can be so low is because the transportation industry donates their services. And, and so you get donations to create the wreaths. And then how many trucking companies are working with your organization to get those loads delivered? I'm going to say over 400. 
I mean, we have some huge trucking companies and then I've got so many owner ops that do this moving and storage companies. It's not just all, you know, your normal large mega carriers. They're moving in storage companies to participate. I've got a company out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin that has 18 trucks and nine of the trucks haul for us. Wow. That's fantastic. And so is it all delivered like on one day? Do you, I mean, is that the, the goal or is this delivered over a period of t- the whole year? No, it is all basically delivered within about two weeks. Oh my God. 700 loads in two weeks and to 3,100 cemeteries, you said? At least 30. Last year it was 3,700. Okay. So, and that's all 50 states? All 50 states. We also deliver into Guam. Not by truck. <laughs> no, we are very, very lucky. And I have to give shout outs to Matson, who helps us with Guam, five stops in Hawaii, which include the Punch Bowl in Alaska. On the East Coast, we have Crowley Maritime that helps support us to get down into Puerto Rico and then like the U.S. Virgin Islands. We even lay wreaths in Guantanamo Bay for the, we've got a little under 100 soldiers that are there in Guantanamo Bay that even have wreaths placed for them. That's fantastic. I I just think you mentioned Matson. I met um, at the same conference I met you at TMSA down in Savannah. I met Jahan Byrne. Yes. He's director of corporate marketing over at Matson. Great guy. I hope to get them on the podcast, but um, getting back to it. So this is, this is a huge mission and it happens all in two weeks. So like this, basically the whole year, you and your team are planning not only getting the wreaths, that's where your suppliers, but then you're basically always recruiting companies and kind of trying to get the word out to veterans organizations that we're looking to honor soldiers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my focus throughout the year is you know bringing on more trucking companies or increasing capacity with our existing trucking companies and then making sure that I'm out there. We have cross docks throughout the country, so not every driver picks up in Maine. And so for me, it's really important that I get to go out and spend time with our drivers that are out around the country saying thank you, visiting our partners. I had the opportunity when I was in Houston to meet with several of ours. I was just recently at the Houston Truck Show, and so I made sure I took some time to schedule and you know, meet with all of those carriers that I could while I was there. Same thing I did while I was in Nashville last week. We all work really hard, but again, I can't do anything that the transportation side does without our trucking companies and our trucking partners. They make such a huge difference for us. If I'm an owner operator, I can decide on my own that I'm going to go pick this, I'm going to volunteer my truck and myself to do this. But you said there's also a lot of trucking companies that are doing this. And so obviously uh, the trucking company is going to need to volunteer their people. And I'm assuming the people volunteer within the organization and say, I would love to participate in that. And they see that as a benefit that's being provided. They do. Absolutely. I mean, for an owner app to participate, it's really very easy because they're controlling their truck. Yes, how they're getting paid, they're paying the fuel. But for company drivers, it's it's really something 
you know, I just had a great, what I'd call a case study where a driver who had done it before the previous carrier and really wants to be involved, you know, help, help bring on First Fleet, which is a, a very large company that has, you know, a great ability to make an impact for us. And he was the one who started, you know, we kind of worked together for, for him to make a presentation and, you know, just started down that path. And it is something that he is so excited that they are going to get to participate this year. Yep. And so I would imagine that these, that a lot of these trucking companies are looking at this as a benefit to the driver, but also it's, it's, it's not just talk. It's, it's, it's walking the walk, right? Absolutely. It is so easy for anyone to say, we're a veteran-friendly hiring company, but veterans really, as you said, want you to walk the walk, talk the talk. You got to show them that you are. So is it, you know, is it through participating in Reese Across America? Is it through an affinity group? You know, I give J.B. Hunt a lot of credit. They created Hunt's Heroes and created that affinity group for people that had just come out of the military you know, and have made a community within, you know, their drivers for, you know, former veterans, you know, do you support as a company, you know, and same, same time as what we do, but are you supporting Toys for Tots, right? That's done by the Marines. So looking at all different types of things, you know, it's more than just writing a post on, on Facebook about July 4th or about Veterans Day. Yep. Yeah. If you really care, you will have a podcast where you'll interview people like yourself. That's, that's the ultimate. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. No, it is interesting because you mentioned veterans, you know, you don't have to go very far to find veterans in almost any family in America, but also like I never served in the military and I honestly, I never wanted that ever. I was too young for Vietnam, thank God. And I remember my dad used to tell me that you're never going to the military. You're never going to the military. Because during the Vietnam era, you're like, oh, God, we don't even know what this war is about. And I always remember coming home and saying to my dad at dinner, it was probably 10. And I said, me and Scott and Nick are all going to join either the Marines or the Army right after school. My dad goes, what? <laughs> I said, we're going to join the Marines or the army. I go, you were in the army. Would you? And he's like, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> he goes, no, in <laughs> Vietnam is so hard. Right. And that's why a lot of parents shun their kids from joining was Vietnam. We are lucky as an organization that we are the, you know, only group outside of the department of defense that is officially allowed to welcome home, you know, Vietnam veterans. It is in so many years, 40 plus years too late to officially welcome them home. But, you know, I had the opportunity when I was at First Fleet last week to, to watch us, you know, welcome home about five people and just to see the effect and the change that that made on someone's life. You know, I mean, oh, getting yeah. to be part of an organization. That and while I didn't go, and I really had no desire to go when I grew up, 
I really do admire the people who did. My dad had to serve and uh, sort of my grandfathers. And I think as I've gotten older, I really appreciate not only the sacrifice, but God, you, t- you hear so all these, when you see like a military guy or gal talking, they have a certain way of communicating and their stature. And you go, God, they are put together. And I've heard somebody say, we should all have to go in the Marines to come out like that or the Army or the Navy. I'm not all like that, but I always think, yeah, they're, I don't want to talk too much about education, but I admire the discipline. I admire the way they live. And one of one last political thing I'll throw in there. Whenever I see a Wounded Warriors commercial, my first thought is, why do we have to have a charity to help these guys get homes after they've been injured protecting our country? And I always think, if I fell down at my job at an office, I have workman's comp. It's covered. For the rest of my life, I would be covered. And I kind of think the first dollar we spend should be on veterans care. And that's the mental health is so so important these days, what these guys have seen. But also, I just I have no idea why we have these VA hospitals that don't work the way we want them to. From my perspective, we should say, you served, here's a black card. Go anywhere you want that's covered. Go to the very best clinic you want to find and it's 100% covered. It's silly to me how we don't treat veterans as well as we should. Stepping off my soapbox. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. We sent them in, you know, most recently, if you look at Iraq and Afghanistan and you now we sent them in and said, you know, go do this and we'll take care of you. And so many saw things at such a young age that I can't even conceptualize seeing at this point and how, how they've not, you know, always had the best access for healthcare post that is, it's really sad. Yep. And we can do better. And God, when we look at all the money we spend, you look and go, we're spending all this money. And I'm not, that's again, not being too political, but you look and go, the first dollar spent should be on the veterans in my mind because they have paid the price that most of us have no desire to pay. And so the least we can do is take care of them when they come home. So anyway, getting back to it, you guys are delivering over 3 million wreaths this year and you are bringing in, would you say over 400 trucking companies and how many drivers participate? Driver wise will be over 600. Well, this year will be over 700. Now, do you have volunteers beyond drivers? Are there other people who can volunteer? Absolutely. Anyone can volunteer. And the easiest way to volunteer is just volunteer to place a wreath or to donate a wreath. And you can find out how to do that at wreathsacrossamerica.org. That's the easiest way. um, And we encourage people to participate, not just as yourself, but as a family. Um, this is a event that is, you know, children friendly as well. So bring them out. This is a great way to have some, you know, tough conversations and show, you know, a real life example. Because when you weigh a wreath for a Gold Star family member, which means that their loved one was killed, you know, and see the impact that you make, that is so huge and so amazing and worth yeah, you, know, you mentioned you were in Michigan weathering the cold to go away some wreaths for, you know, two to three hours. 
Yep. So I want to take a quick time out to talk to small parcel shippers. I'm talking to you e-commerce sellers and the three PLs who serve them. I'm talking to you retailers. We got some great news this week. UPS is not going on strike, which is fantastic news for all of us, for the economy. The bad news is there's going to be a double-digit rate hike somewhere in the neighborhood of 11 to 12%, according to experts. I just saw an article in FreightWaves about it. But what choice do you have? UPS and FedEx are the only game in town until now. Tusk Logistics, that's T-U-S-K Logistics, is a national network of the best regional small parcel carriers. Yes, I said national. Tusk will save you money, up to 40% in some cases. They have great pre-negotiated rates with the best small parcel carriers in the country. Tusk will also provide you proactive support and easy implementation because it's probably already integrated with your technology. Check them out at tusklogistics.com. And when you get there, click the Get Started button. Do yourself a big favor, save some money, go to Tusk Logistics. So getting back to it, it's a wonderful, wonderful cause. And I, I love that you have also, you said a K-12 program. So I think that that gets lost. And I think, you know, my parents' generation were little kids during World War II. And they all had to participate in all sorts of things to collect metal and cans and stuff for World War II. And I think that gave them a sense for the sacrifice. I used, as I mentioned, I grew up probably during Vietnam. It was it was a lot of protesting going on, and and but I still say the people who went over there were drafted. A lot of them, they so it's not there. Or even if they volunteered, they volunteered to serve their country. It wasn't on them that maybe this was a war that a lot of people didn't agree with. But then I look at my kids' generation; they grew up during kind of the, all these Middle Eastern uh, conflicts, and. But I think it gets sometimes gets lost. There's a there's some uh, there's less patriotism, and I'm not uh, not one of those people who says you should just have this, you know, rah rah spirit all the time. But God, we we spend a lot of time tearing this country down, and I don't think that's everybody's belief. I think most people say, okay, yeah, we got some we got some issues, but this is a great country, and regardless of whether it's great, these are people who served that country, and if you're in this country, we should appreciate these people who served it. Yeah, I mean, that is the whole premise under the honor part is we want to honor all of the veterans who have served. To your point, you know, we have not, and I say this, being in in that younger generation, we didn't have to worry as bad. You know, the game of war has definitely changed as, as you look at, you know, what our possibilities are, whether it is more of a nuclear situation, which... We didn't fully hack. And so, you know, running out of, you know, collecting aluminum or steel where it was so vital and so important. And, you know, you even look at, you know, Queen Elizabeth was there participating during World War II. Yeah, you know, that, that's very different from, you know, anything that previous generations. And so as each iteration comes out, you know, I think our experiences are a little bit different, but what I do love that I see people doing now that didn't happen with Vietnam and Korea, per se, is really having conversations and being open and talking about their experience and what 
that means to them, what it means to their fellow soldiers, as well as, you know, just giving somebody the safe space to have experience. Yep. So I want to wrap this bad boy up. So Courtney, tell us how we can participate with Reese Across America. So the easiest way to participate with Reese Across America is hop on our website. It's www.reeseacrossamerica.org and you can click to volunteer or you can click to... Yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can reach out and connect. Perfect. And if anyone that is listening is interested in hauling a load or helping support the trucking industry, all you got to do and the easiest way to reach out to me is just email trucking at reesacrossamerica.org. Yep. What I'll do is I'll put a link to your LinkedIn profile, link to the website and any other links you give me. And I think if you're, if you're a carrier and you want to get involved, connect with Courtney. If you're a trucking, if you're a driver and you say, Hey, I want us to be involved, get with Courtney and you guys can team up on management to get them involved. And, but you don't have to be that there's a lot of people who work at logistics companies. I'm assuming logistics companies can also participate by buying some of those wreaths or donating to the. Absolutely. We have, you know, brokers that participate and donate alone, logistics companies that want to be part of it. You know, even if you were a company that, you know, hauls water or might haul different types of food, having some of that donated, um, up at our driver's lounge is really, really important because we've got drivers that are coming in f- over three weeks that we are feeding three hot meals a day. So that is something for us that's really huge. Yep. And I think, you know, if you, we, you mentioned owner operators, owner operators using their own gas and their own time. So I'm assuming that it would be very helpful if somebody says, hey, I'll donate that gas to get some of those drivers. And they're, they're already donating their time in their truck. Absolutely. We are very lucky that OIDA helped sponsor part of the fuel, but anyone that can help sponsor anything, even if it's just truck parking, every driver that comes gets a honor fleet bag. And so inside there's a hat, there's a shirt, there are all different types of goodies. So somebody that could even just sponsor a portion of that. We spend a lot of time trying to make sure that they you know, have a great opportunity. They have everything that they need. And if there's an organization out there who wants to help sponsor, I'm 100% in and willing to do whatever it takes. Excellent. So I'll put all those links in the show notes. Any links you give me, I'll put in the show notes and they can reach out and talk to you. So I like to interview smart, interesting people like you, Courtney. People are killing it in the space. Who else should I interview? I would really recommend... I'm going to give you a couple. Brad Bentley with Fastport. Brad is in charge and has run a company that is over CDL apprenticeship programs for the transportation industry. And they also have a software that takes a veteran's resume and takes it from veteran lingo and puts it into English. Because as somebody who is a recruiter, you can tell me what rank you are and that you did these things. And that meant absolutely nothing to me. So I would definitely recommend Brad Bentley. He is somebody out there who is making strides in the industry 
in the transportation space and really advocating for our veterans. I love it. Another person that I think is really smart and is out there advocating for our veterans, you know, one company at a time is a gentleman by the name of Chris Gonzalez. He is a former veteran himself. And so he really works when he goes, he has worked for various different trucking companies, creating military programs, helping get that off the floor. What's his company? He works with F2S Transportation. F2S Transportation. All right. Excellent. I will I will connect with both those both those companies and I love I like the military theme here because it is January 3rd or July 3rd almost 4th of July but probably won't publish till after 4th of July so but that's all right we we still got time before between now and December 16th when all those wreaths have to be delivered so, Absolutely. So what conferences will we see I saw you at TMSA but what other conferences will we see you and your organization at? So coming up soon, you'll see me at a couple different things. I'm going to be at the Walcott Truck Show. Where's that at? Walcott, Iowa, at I-80, um, the world's largest truck stop out there in Walcott, Iowa. So that'll be fun. We'll be out. Part of the transportation team will be out. We, we are bringing our own tent and kind of getting everything ready to go out there. We will also be at the National Truck Driving Championships in Columbus, Ohio in August, which is really a cool thing. So all of the winners from the state trucking associations being, you know, the driver of the year for whether it's Alabama or, you know, Pennsylvania, whatever, those drivers all go to the National Truck Driving Championship. So I will be there. And then even the California Trucking Show and Women in Trucking, their conference, I will be at as well. Excellent. So if there's a trucking event, you're there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I love your I love your mission. And um, again, reads across America. We'll put a link in the show notes. I love what you guys are doing. I think I think it gives us an opportunity not only to honor the veterans and their families, but also come together as a an industry. I think you know we've heard more and more about ESG and DEI, all these things. And some I think a lot of people look at some of this and go, ugh. Uh, it's political, but this is a, a political that I think most people can go. It's not really that political. It's honoring these veterans who didn't start the wars. They just, they ended them. <laughs> they, they took the call, you know, and that's what I love about our mission is that we're not really, we're not a political organization. We are, we want to remember our veterans, honor those who served, and then just teach people. And that's so huge. I think if there's one thing we learned about the Vietnam era veterans is that they didn't they didn't have they didn't choose to fight in that war a lot of them they were drafted but if you join the military with the idea that our elected leaders are doing the right things how are you to blame for that they sent you to a place that to fight and again I I kind of look and say it's these are the these are the guys who literally bled for it they they weren't um they weren't pushing paper well, even if they were pushing paper they still it still took the call, as you said. Excellent. Yep. Courtney, thank you so much. I really appreciate what you guys are doing and keep up the good work. Thank you for having us on. It was great talking to you, Joe, and I look forward to seeing you at TMSA next year. Yes, in New Orleans. Yep. I'll see you there. Thanks. Thanks again, Courtney. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support's very much appreciated. Until next time, onward and upward.
You have been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage with leaders in the logistics and supply chain community. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, hit the like button, and leave us a nice review on Apple or Spotify or wherever else you listen. Also, please check out our videos on YouTube and connect with us on LinkedIn. We're very big on LinkedIn. And you can also reach us on the logisticsoflogistics.com, our website.